Today, Jack, the show is all about you. You're in full control. It's about your favourite area, cap space. So, mate, that's me done. This is all about you. Go. First of all, hello to Jack. Good morning, Jack. Let's talk to Jack Duffin. Let's bring in Jack Duffin. In our Westminster studio is Jack Duffin. Welcome back to the Jack Duffin Cap Show, but this week we're not talking about Cap. I've done my positional reviews and I've done something different. And this stems from a tweet from Neil Hornsby, the founder um, of PFF, on the 22nd of October when he, he just tweeted out a table with the running backs so far this year ranked and where they were drafted and how their salary works out according to over the cap and I thought it's really really interesting but it only did the running back so I thought I want to go further I want to see what else is out there so I've worked through all the um, positions in the NFL um, so as PFF Franklin quarterback running back wide receiver tight end tackle guard center edge defender interior defender linebacker cornerback um, safety and bother with kickers um, and I've taken all the PFF grades and looked at the top 25% and the top 50% in each position. So it's based on an um, offense in 11 personnel. So that's three wide receivers, one running back, one tight end. And a defense of a 4-2-5 base defense, which I think we're seeing a lot more in the NFL and I think will probably be here to stay for a long time as a passing league. So that's two edge defenders, two interior defenders, two linebackers, three cornerbacks and two safeties. Um, I'd be surprised if we see much variation from that. And I understand some teams use three, four defences and stuff. I've just had to use sort of a, a default measuring stick um, to make it as fair as possible. So that's the numbers I've gone with. Obviously with the PFF grades, even though they rank every player and every snap, and that's why for me it's the best grading system out there because even though one person doesn't sit there and watch every single bit of tape, it's an agreed metric. They grade to a good standard. So I'm not going to get into the arguments over PFF. I like them, um, and I'm guessing if you're listening to the show, you probably do as well. But they're the grades I've used. And I've only used the ones that are ranked. So say a player came in for two snaps and done a really good job. They don't quite get a um, ranking on PFF in terms of the numbers. So if you sort of pull up a player's PFF profile, you've got a little box um, which is colour-coordinated, um, and it will say either you are for unranked or it will come up with a number. So if you're the, say, number five um, cornerback, then that's going number five on my list. So I've gone top eights, top 16s. Um, for positions where you've only got one player, like quarterback, running back, tight end, center. Um, it's top 16 and top 32 for tackle, guard, edge defender, interior defender, linebacker, and safety. And then top 24 and top 48 for wide receivers and cornerbacks. And I had a little bit of, what do we do with the undrafted players? Because with all this data, I'm trying to work out what's the mean draft value for each position. Um, and so I spoke to um, 
people. I really wasn't sure. I was bouncing ideas around and um, reached out to the fantastic Eric Ego, which is at PFF underscore Eric. Make sure you go and give him a follow. But don't just do that. Download the PFF forecast if you're not a listener. It's probably one of the most fascinating things you'll read. I love the uh, main PFF um, podcast, but the PFF forecast is where um, there's a lot more detail. And the off-season shows are by far my favourites because they'll go into different ideas, different positions. So there's a piece on um, pass rush versus pass coverage and some other stuff's in the off-season that are really enjoyable. And the difference between left tackle and right tackle did a really good piece on that as well. Um, so... So the advice I got was treat it almost like a seventh round pick. So what I did, I've called any undrafted player pick 257 in the draft. So that's just one pick on the end of the draft just to give it a fair balance um, and so they average out well. Um, and it's important when I'm going through these numbers that you're going to get positional bias. So um, obviously a position like quarterbacks regularly drafted in the first round, whereas other positions teams wait longer to get. Um, and to help everyone see this, as I'm going through, jump over to my Twitter account at Jack Duffin, J-A-C-K-D-U-F-F-I-N, and I've tweeted out a picture. Um, I'll have hopefully done this by the time you're listening to the pod, guys. I'm going to do the tweet at about three o'clock UK time. So um, I'm not sure what that will be East Coast, but jump over there. And if it's not on there or you can't see it, just drop me a tweet and go. Can I have the graft? And I'll tweet it at you. I've also included, as well, the top 32 picks. I haven't done first round because, yes, there's odd years where the 32nd picks in the second round. And I've also included the amount of undrafted players per them positions as well, just because you can see, and it's, it's useful information to know. I'll talk about it all as we go through the podcast. And let's just break it down position by position. So if you're looking at quarterbacks, the top eight average out at 65th in the draft, and the top 16 average out at just 50. So it's interesting that there's a reversion that if you're actually getting higher uh, draft capital and lower picks earlier on, and that's mainly down to two players. You've got Ryan Fitzpatrick with 250 pick in the draft, and Tom Brady with 199 so there's a bit of difference in there um, that weighs it down but it just goes to show that 11 of the top 16 um, quarterbacks were all drafted in the uh, first round because hey if you want a quarterback that's probably where you've got to go and grab them the couple of exceptions Fitzpatrick, Brady, um, Dalton, Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott so if we then look onto running backs, it's 116 for the top eight and 115 for the top 16. And they're basically the same. There's no real difference. Um, one in four is undrafted and there's five first rounders in that list. So for all them people loving running backs, you can get them anywhere. You've heard it all before and uh, it just goes to prove the point. Jump to wide receivers, top 24 is 78 in the draft, and top 48 is 93rd in the draft. The top eight, 
to top 32 are very, very similar. It's 76, 76, 78, 74. And then the only real difference is 93 for the last one. And that's purely because there's a few undrafted players snuck in the bottom end um, in the uh, 40s. Um, tight ends is very flat again. 84th um, draft value for the top eight. And the top 16 comes in at 92. Uh, you've got the tackles. Um, so it's 58th in the draft for the top 16. And for the top 32, that's 61st. So incredible that there's real no, really no difference in there um, between the difference in value. So with some positions, you'd expect sort of your, your top players in the draft that have been picked to have really high value. And then there's a drop-off. But... We don't see that in the tackles. Um, teams are picking them all in the same range, regardless of um, how good they turn out to be. Uh, guards is very similar as well. 117 um, for the top 16, and for the top 32, it's 113. Centers as well. I think it's just a, an O-line trait of if you've got one you like, you just grab them. It doesn't matter if they're a top 25% or top 50%. In the NFL, so centered 95 for the top eight and 96 for the uh, top 16. And then we get a little bit more interesting when we move on to the defense. So edge defenders, um, which is obviously in your four, um, three defense, it's going to be your um, defensive ends. And then in your uh, three, four defenses, your linebackers, your Khalil Max, your uh, Von Miller style players. Um, that are going to come back at you from more of a linebacker position. Um, so you've got edge defenders, top 16 is 76, and then top 32 is 64. Interior defenders, it's top 16 is 99, and top um, 32 is 80. So it's really interesting to note that you're actually, there's more of them sort of undrafted and lower picks that are actually sneaking into the, the top 16 in those positions. And it's some of the, higher picks that actually they're not delivering to the same level you'd want cornerbacks um the top 24 comes in at 97 and then there's a bit of drop off down to top 48 um in 115 and it was interesting this one that really caught me by surprise whereas i expected it from the running back position i was really surprised uh, one factor is because obviously there is so many cornerbacks if you're working on the basis 48 of them um, just make up 50% of starters in the NFL. But there's lots and lots of undrafted free agents in there. And chatting to um, Eric and some other people, it's a hard position to evaluate. And I can understand that because you can look at what they're up against in college teams and then trying to project them. Obviously, people went mental when Denzel Ward was picked. It's always funny to go back and uh, read under the tweet the Browns put out and the NFL put out when the uh, that pick was made and people just saying, it's mad, Dorsey's ruined our, uh, the Browns, um, it's all going wrong. And lo and behold, he's got it right. But as well, there's a, not enough respect for Jair Alexander, who is the second cornerback in the draft. It's a fantastic pick. And as, as PFF Steve always says, you can never have enough good cornerbacks. Uh, the more the merrier. I'd say every team has got our four. And if, if you go through a draft and you don't draft a cornerback, you've had a bad draft. It's as simple as that with the modern NFL defences. You've got to get one every year and just keep adding talent. The safety position, it's 99 for the top 16 and 90 for the top 32. 
So that's breaking them all down. And before people moan of, oh, how do we know we've got a balance of left tackles, right tackles, and left guard, right guard, and different sides? Well, you can't go into that level of detail. This is just the, the PFF data from weeks one to seven. Um, and it just gives a really interesting picture. So I'd encourage you, while you're listening to this, make sure you go out and uh, pull it up on Twitter and have a look at the graph. Um, and then sort of looking at the order of where they come. So top 25, the highest drafted position is tackles at 58. The next is quarterbacks with 65. Third is linebackers at 70th in the draft. Edge defenders at 76. Wide receivers at 78. Tight ends at 84. Centers at 95. Cornerbacks at 97. And we've got a tie. Um, at tied ninth is interior defender and safeties at 99. And then two running far behind everything else is running backs at 116 and guards at 117. And to me, that was a surprise. Uh, you expect, in my eyes, for guards to be drafted a lot higher. Um, and it's not really a case of there's that many undrafted players in there. You, you've got a few, don't get me wrong, five of the 32. But there's lots of later picks at guards, and it just goes to show that you, you can get them high-quality guards later on. Even though I was in love when the draft happened with Quinton Nelson, I thought he was probably one of the only players in the draft that had a, no real chance of busting. Um, but he's turned out he's going to be good. But if you can get one sort of in the early hundreds, should you really take him on that high? I'm going to question you probably shouldn't. Um, from a perspective, and this shows you more data, but uh, good luck to him, he's a very exciting player. And then if we flip over and just look at the top 50% of starters rather than the top 25, you've got quarterback at number one with 50, tackle at 61, edge defender third with 64, interior defender fourth with 80, um, number five, you've got a tie again, you've got linebackers and safeties both on 90, um, seventh, you've got tight end at 92. Eighth, wide receiver at 93. Um, nine, center at 96. Tenth is guard at 113. And then coming in at tied at 11th is running backs and cornerbacks at 115. So it's just really interesting to note that sort of your guards, your running backs, and your cornerbacks seem to be the that's the position that if you honestly draft in any of them in the first round, you probably can find talent elsewhere. The one I'd argue is cornerback. Of If you look at that list and sort of the top eight in the position, and I know you need more than eight elite, eight elite, elite cornerbacks in the draft, it's very high. It comes in at 62 for an average. It's not until you get later on that you start seeing that drop off. But the more you need, I'd say it's a position you can grab them early but don't be afraid, you can grab them a lot later. Um, so if you're adding two each draft, take one and day one or two, and then grab one and sort of the fifth, sixth, seventh round. It's it's a move worth making, and then bring in a handful of them um, for your camp, because if you can find that undrafted cornerback, and um, 12 of the top 48 in the NFL were undrafted. Um, so there's talent out there, so... Bring them in and have a look. And so I'm just going to do a little quick look between the top 25 and top 50. So you'd always expect, in theory, the top 25 would be much better 
than the top 50, but that's not the case in all of them. So I'll just go through the positions that are, are up. So where the top eight are drafted higher than the top um, 50%. So your linebackers is your biggest drop-off, um, which is 20 positions in the draft. Your cornerbacks, the next biggest with 18. Wide receivers with a drop-off of 15 picks. You've got tight end, um, which has got a drop-off of 8. Tackles, which has got a drop-off of 3. And center, which has got a drop-off of 1. Um, and then if we go the other way, which has got positions where the data almost says you're better waiting because um, there's the difference of... It just seems bizarre explaining this. The data says that people picked later actually turn out to be better, which is a bizarre idea, but hey, we can only work with the facts in front of us. Running back at minus one in draft value, guard minus four, safety minus nine, edge defender minus 12, corner uh, quarterback minus 15, and that's very much because of Brady and Fitzpatrick, um, and interior defender minus 19. And the interesting thing to note is the data gets better almost as you've got the bigger position groups because like two players like Fitzpatrick and Brady can sort of knock the um, top eight out of whack almost in terms of uh, quarterbacks. Um, and then if we look at the positions where you've got top 50% of starters by position where over 25% of them players are top 32 picks. So quarterback leads the way. There's 11 of 16. Comes in at 68.8%. So that's massive. The other two, which come in at over 50% of them top 50% of starters, uh, picked in that sort of first round value. You've got tackle and edge defender, both at 53.1%. The next five you've got grouped together are cornerbacks at 35.4%, running backs and safeties at 31.3%, wide receivers at 29.2% and interior defenders at 28.1%. And then there's two positions where 50%, the top 50% of starters in the NFL are undrafted. And that's incredible that how high that percentage is. The two positions are running back and cornerback. So I think it's just interesting to note that if your team that's out there looking for the undrafted gem, then the positions I would say to keep your eye on uh, if there's any running backs or cornerbacks because they're the most likely not only to be successful in the NFL but to hit a top 50% starter. And then I also pulled up the uh, drafts for the last five, last four years, so the um, 15, 16, 17 and 18 draft and looked at which positions are drafted the most and the least in the draft on average over those four years. I've ignored your long snappers, your kickers and your punters. And a really interesting thing I found out today that I never knew before. In the 2015 NFL draft, not a single kicker was drafted. So uh, that's one for you. It might come up in some pub quiz if you're an NFL uh, kicking uh, drinking club. There's got to be one of them out there. Them guys need some support this year.
Um, so if we just look at the numbers, obviously there's a slight difference with this one because there's not sort of the breakdown of linebackers being edge defenders, defensive ends and uh, defensive tackles. That's all a bit mixed. So take it with a, a pinch of salt, some of these numbers. But linebackers is the most drafted position with 34.5 drafted on average. Wide receiver with 33.25. Cornerback with 31.5. Now positions in the 20s, we've got four. Got defensive end with 22.5. Running back with 21. Defensive tackle with 20.5. And offensive tackle with 20. There's four more positions in the double digits to come. Safety with 19. Tight end with 14. Guard with 12.5. Quarterback with 11.25. And there's one position in there which has got less than 10 draft on average, and that's centres with 7 on average. So it's just some really interesting points, guys. Spent me about 3-4 hours putting all this data together, but I hope it's interesting. I think the chart will probably get a lot of uh, interest on Twitter. Uh, people call me mad, but people really enjoying it. And it's just an interesting tool to look at and uh, enjoy, and I hope it produces some thought-provoking um, moment so thank you very much for listening guys um, and have a great day